The Rebbe starts off the Sikh by saying that in regards to the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, there are generally two commands. Number one, Lilmoid, number one, two, learn by oneself, the Chiyuv, when a person is able to, has the understanding to learn Torah, and number two, the obligation to teach Torah to other people. Specifically, this obligation is on a father to teach his son's Torah. Says the Rebbe, we find something very, very surprising regarding this. Both the Rambam and the Alter Rebbe start Hilchis Talmud Torah, not with the Halacha, that you're obligated to learn Torah by yourself, but rather with the Halacha, that there is an obligation in Mitzvah Seymina Torah for a father to teach, to learn Torah with his young son. Seemingly, it's not understood. First of all, we should be speaking about the obligation of learning Torah generally. That means learning Torah by oneself. And only afterwards to tell us that it's not only a learn, enough to learn by yourself, but there's also an obligation to teach others, to teach your son. And simply, the Rebbe says, the obligation to teach Torah to your son is only because there is an obligation to learn Torah. Says the Rebbe, and this is actually an uh, extra tzivui in regards to the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, different, and in addition to other mitzvahs in the Torah, where we don't find the idea of chinuch, of educating a young child, other than midrabonon. But midrabonon, we only find this idea in regards to teaching children Torah. Especially, says the Rebbe, you can't even teach somebody else Torah without first learning yourself Torah. And furthermore, as the Gemara says, divrei Torah, not only you have to know the words of Torah, but it should be sharp, fluent by you, etc. So in other words, clearly you need to learn Torah first before you teach somebody else Torah. So the Rebbe says, simply we could explain that this would be for two reasons. Number one, says the Rebbe, since there's an obligation, mitzvah sasem in our Torah, to learn Torah with a child. Again, not like by other mitzvahs, where in our Torah there is no chiv to educate children. Says the Rebbe, therefore it follows that the learning Torah by each and every individual starts when? Minat Torah starts when he's a child. And therefore, Hilchis Talmud Torah starts with the halachis of Limudat Torah as they are in every person's life where it starts first as a little child. So that's one thing the Rebbe says we could possibly say. Another thing says the Rebbe, we know that the mitzvah for learning Torah says many, many times in the Torah, both the mitzvah of learning as well as the mitzvah of teaching. But the main place, the one that's counted, that's counted when the Rambam is counted as a mitzvah, where do we know the idea of learning Torah? Comes from the Pasuk of Shinantom Levonecha. This is in fact the Pasuk of this parasha, Parshas Vayeschanan, which includes, as the Rambam says, to learn Torah, but also to teach Torah. Vishinantam, to teach it to your children. And since the main source for the obligation of Lumay Torah, even for learning Torah, is from this Pasuk Vishinantam Levanecha, which simply would be referring to teaching it to your child, to your little child, says the Rebbe, this could be the reason why Hilchis Talmud Torah starts off with the obligation of the father learning Torah with his little child. However, says the Rebbe, this itself would need explanation. Why is Mitzvah's Talmud Torah unique and different from other mitzvahs with number one, that Limudat Torah has a connection, Minat Torah, also to a child, again, different to other mitzvahs, and that furthermore, number two, the obligation of learning Torah, even your obligation of learning yourself Torah, is included in which words? Vishinantam Levonecha, it's about teaching your children Torah. 
Says the Rebbe, seemingly we would be able to say at least bedoichik, that the reason is to bring out the difference between the way we learn Torah nowadays to the way we're going to be learning Torah la'asid lovely. The Rebbe says it's obvious that when Yidin are going to be free to be learning Torah and its Chachma in the time of Mashiach, and Yidin are going to be Chachamim B'doylem very, very wise, and the world is going to be filled with the knowledge of the Ebishter, as the Rambam tells us, there will be all the wisdom and the truth, etc. So obviously we're going to be learning and understanding Torah infinitely more than the way we know it and understand it now. To use the expression of the Chazal in Medrash to say that the Torah that's learned now is like Hevel, it's just like ear, compared to the Torah that we're going to be learning by Moshiach. And therefore, we could say that the whole learning of Torah, even from an adult, is no more than, again, comparing it to the way of Lasid Lavoy, it's like the learning of a child. All of our learning Torah today is like a child. Another point that Rebbe says, just like it is in regards to the Indian of limud Torah of a child, that it's mainly a matter of chinuch, we're preparing him to the main obligation for when he's going to be an adult. So too, we could say, says the Rebbe, the whole idea of the way we learn Torah these days, the learning now is like a preparation. It's a chinuch for the learning Torah the way it's going to be lost in love. Only after we have the idea of the Talmudoi biyodoi, as the Gemara says. In other words, when a person learns Torah in this world, he comes along with his Torah from this world. Then he's able to accept the Torah bishlemus in the most perfect way from Mashiach. So in other words, what the Rebbe is saying is perhaps we could say that the reason we're so focused on learning Torah of children is because our Torah now is like that child in these two ways that we just mentioned. Again, one that it's only like a child compared to an adult, and secondly, it's like a preparation for the time of Mashiach. But the Rebbe is not happy. The Rebbe says this explanation is not completely satisfying. Why? Because the same thing is true in a similar way regarding all mitzvahs. It says about mitzvahs that the mitzvahs that we do these days are tziyunim, they're just like a little sign, a marker, a little indication of the mitzvahs, the way we're going to be fulfilling them, because only then are we going to be able to be fulfilling the mitzvahs properly, in the most perfect way. In other words, the mitzvahs these days are also like only small compared to the mitzvahs of La'asid Lavoy. And therefore, it's only again like a education or a preparation for the mitzvahs, the way they're going to be fulfilled in the most fullest way, La'asid Lavoy. So therefore, these ideas that we said about Torah being like a child, these days, that applies to mitzvahs as well. But from the fact that it's only regarding mitzvahs Talmud Torah, that we say as a special shaykhus to a child, and furthermore, as we said, the whole way of learning out the mitzvah of Talmud Torah is included in the words, Vishinantam Necho. This tells us that there is something unique and special by Talmud Torah that has this idea of a the idea of a cotton and teaching to a child, etc., specifically connected to Talmud Torah more than anything else. So we need to understand why that is. In order to explain this, says the Rebbe, we're going to first have a look at the difference between Torah and mitzvahs. So mitzvahs we know we do with physical objects, and the main idea is to accomplish, to affect, to change these objects that in the world itself, we are having, we are bringing down, we are, uh, we are making this into a holy place and the object into a holy object. The Rebbe says this is similar to the famous expression and the idea that we speak about a gavra. There's the person 
but he's achieving something in the chefza, in the object. That's what mitzvahs are all about. We're trying to elevate, to refine the gashmias. We're trying to transform the koiches of our nefesh, of Bahamis, and so on, with which we are doing the mitzvah. And therefore, even though, of course, mitzvahs also need to be done with bitul, we are doing them not because our seichel tells us to do it, but rather because this is the will of Hashem. As we say in the brachis before a mitzvah, asher kedushanu b'mitzvahisav, that it's all about the Ebishter commanding us to do the mitzvahs. Nevertheless, the main idea in the mitzvah is that the mitzvah is fulfilled, the action of the mitzvah. In other words, the bitul that we have, that we should have when we do the mitzvah, or as the Chazal say, that the mitzvah is mitzarif, it refines us and all of that. The idea is that the mitzvah is, is needs to also transform and change something in the person. That is not the most crucial part in the mitzvah itself. That's not ma'akiv. You're still going to do the mitzvah even if you didn't have that bitl, even if you weren't a changed person. It's That does not affect, that does not impact the actual mitzvah itself, was achieved, was done, if the mitzvah was done with a physical object. However, when it comes to limudat toira, the whole idea of limudat toira is that the person needs to understand it with his seichel. In other words, his seichel needs to become united with the idea, with the concept, with the intellectual idea that he's learning about. And he has to, the way of learning has to always be that he's not learning it. In other words, he's not going to understand it the way he feels like the matter should be. Only what he wants, that's the way the conclusion is going to be. He's trying to look and search for the truth of what the emma says. He's trying to look at it in an objective way. And he has to put his own desires aside. So in other, in other words, over here we're seeing the idea of bitl is much more important. And by Torah, of course, it's putting his, his own seichel aside to try to understand the chachma of Hashem. And therefore the bitl over here becomes a crucial inyan in the idea of limuda Torah. Because since the chachma of Hashem is completely beyond the, the boundaries of Nivroim, of created beings... So it's impossible that, that the seichel of Hashem, that the chachma of Hashem should be able to be absorbed by a human being unless he's learning it with bitul. If he's learning it only with his seichel, it's very easy to suddenly go off the right track and to be, as the Mishnah says, that the person could be learning pshat and the Torah completely wrong. In other words, yes, you maybe have a chachma, some sort of intellect, and saying very good ideas and svaras, but it's not going to be the halacha of Torah. You're not going to be in accordance with Hashem's chachma. It is for this reason that Chazal tell us that there must be the idea of making a bracha before we learn Torah. As a preparation, as a foundation for learning Torah, there absolutely must be the idea that we're recognizing that it's Hashem's Torah. We make the bracha where we emphasize the nasan lanuas Torah, so that it's Hashem's Torah, it's Hashem's chachma. And that brings out the person's bitul to the giver of the Torah to Hashem. And only in that way are you going to be a keli that is deserving, that is fitting, that is able to absorb Hashem's Torah. So again, just to summarize this last sif, what the Rebbe so far said over here is that there's a huge difference in mitzvahs and in Torah, although of course in mitzvahs one needs to have bitul, but the person technically could have done the mitzvah and he fulfilled the mitzvah even without bitul. When it comes to limud Torah, the bitul becomes such a crucial introduction to the limud Torah because otherwise he could be completely going off track if it's only going to be about the way I want to see things, rather than what's the emes, and especially the emes of Torah. Another point, says the Rebbe now, just like we need to have this idea of bitul as an introduction before learning Torah, and only then can you become a keli for the Torah of Hashem, so too it's extremely important to have bitul 
the person learning Torah needs to have, have that bitul also while he's learning, and again, more than in mitzvahs. By mitzvah, says the Rebbe, when a person does the mitzvah properly, because that's what the Eibishter said. So, in his own, when he's doing this mitzvah, his own mitzvah, his own existence, is sort of out of the picture completely. In other words, what's his mode right now? I am doing what Hashem wants. That's all there is to it. And therefore, it's not so important and necessary to keep on making sure that the avoid needs to be done with bitl, because that's the whole point. That's what a mitzvah is about. Of course, I am acting now, doing a mitzvah. This is what Hashem asked me to do. This is what I'm doing. When it comes to Torah, however, since in Torah, there's this idea that the seichel of the person, the person's own intellect, is uniting with the idea that he's learning, in this case, the Chachma of Hashem, that means that when he's going to learn Torah properly, according to the Emes, it's going to be in a way that he, with his svaro, with his logic, he worked hard with his seichel, and now it became one with the Chachma of Hashem. We need to make sure that it shouldn't get mixed in into all of this at all, any sort of ulterior motives, any sort of bribery of self, of one's own seichel, of one's own metzias. In other words, a person that's learning Torah could sometimes make a mistake and think, that I'm already on such a high level that to me only matters the emiss of Torah and I am the one that's really getting what the Abishter wants basically. And if someone else is going to come and say differently to the way I understood it, I'm automatically going to think that obviously what he is saying is the opposite of Torah because I'm so convinced, I'm so sure that I was machavan to the emiss of Torah. The Rebbe gives an example over here, in the square brackets, the Rebbe gives an example from a Gemara, where the Gemara speaks over there and says about the seeing a Talmud Chochem getting angry, and you should realize it's Oiraisa, it's the Torah that's heating him up, so to speak. I think what the Rebbe is trying to say is sometimes a person convinces himself that about himself. He's so convinced that he's right, that anything that he feels, he's automatically associating with, oh, it must be because of my Torah. Whereas in truth, it's very possible that what's really bothering me is the fact that the other person is saying opposite of my understanding, of my seichel. It's not really that I'm, that the seichel of Torah. In other words, if my yeshus is involved over here, this could be a very dangerous situation where I'm convinced that everybody else is saying the opposite of Torah and only I'm right because I'm the one that got it right. And therefore, when one learns Torah, it must be permeated with bitl to make sure that there's no self, there's no yeshus that's mixing in and bribing the person. And changing the person, making the person, um, try and making the person and person seichel to understand the Abish Chachma in the wrong way, chas v'shalom. Says the Rebbe and see if, hey, this is the idea of these two uh, things that we spoke about before. That limudat Torah number one exists by a cotton as well. Menat Torah, we teach Torah to a child. And number two, even the learning of the adult is included in Vishinantam Levetach, we learn it out from the idea of learning with a child. Because it's in these two ideas that express the two ideas of Bittl that we just spoke about in Mitzvah of Talmud Torah. The Rebbe says, the fact that learning Torah starts off as when we are a child. And similar to this, and I'll call Panimid Rabbanon even from such a small, small age when we hardly even have any understanding at all, but rather just when we start speaking. 
This emphasizes the first point, that the Yisoyed, the, the basis, the foundation for Limud HaToyra is not about the Seichel, but it's about the Bittul of the person. He has to put himself aside, he has to be himself mevatel, nullify himself to the giver of the Torah, which is higher than any sort of logic and Seichel. This idea of Bittul has nothing to do with how great and how smart a person is. On the contrary, this is the idea, this is something that exists even by a little tiny, tiny child because of his Neshama. So this is point number one. We start learning Torah with a child, because here we're focusing number one on the bittul that's needed before you start learning. Then comes point number two. And that is that even the learning of an adult is included in the mitzvah of of teaching to a child. Meaning that's teaching us that while we are learning, first we're speaking about the foundation before we learn, but also that while we are learning, when we're already involved in our seichel as the style of learning of a gadol with our understanding, but always keeping in mind that it's with a bitul like that child that I'm learning because I'm also still very small and hopefully very humble. So up until here, the Rebbe was explaining the actual idea that we started speaking about in the beginning of the Sikha, these two elements of the idea of learning Torah with a child and like a child, etc., and from here, the Rebbe is going to connect it to Pirkei as well. Says the Rebbe in Sivov, we spoke many times that since every single Indian, especially in Torah's Bashgacha Protis and accurate, etc., it's understood that there's always going to be a connection between the Parsha Sashavua and the Peiruk and Pirkei that's being learned and said on the specific Shabbos, of those Shabbosim between Pesach and Shavuos, and similarly in the summer Shabbosim generally, according to the Minig, to say Pirkei during the summer months. In this particular case, says the Rebbe, so the Rebbe is speaking over here in a Kvius where you had Shabbos Tishabov. The Rebbe says, since there are opinions in Poiskim, there's discussion in Poiskim whether you say Pirkei is also on Shabbos Tishabov or not, and Eilu Eilu Divri Elikim Chaim, so we're going to be discussing over here in the Sicha according to the opinion that you do say Pirkei on this sort of Shabbos. Especially, says the Rebbe, since Achakaloi, we await Mashiach's coming with a tremendous yearning and desire every single day that Mashiach is coming immediately. And these days will be transformed into Yomim Toivim. Especially when we're standing so close right now to Shabbos Tishabov, that of course we're standing with the greatest chukah, with the greatest yearning for Mashiach, and L'chol Adeyos, with then, once, once this day is transformed into a happy day, then of course we'll say Perkyovus. So the Rebbe says like this, in addition to the general connection between Parshas Vo'eschanan and the Peirik, that week being the fourth Peirik that you would say on that year in Shabbos Parshas Vo'eschanan, that in both of them you find many in Yonim related to Talmud Torah, a number of commands for Talmud Torah is in Parshas Vo'eschanan, a number of Mishnayis in the Peirik contain Heroes in regards to Limudat Torah. We also find two Mishnas in the Peirik a very specific hayroah and emphasis regarding these two ideas of bittul that we spoke about that are needed in regards to Talmud Torah. So the Rebbe says, first of all, in Mishnah Chof, we have a Mishnah like this, Haloy Metoira Yeled, when a person learns Torah as a child. Lamao Doima, what's he compared to? Ledioi, to ink that was written on a fresh, on a clean piece of paper. Whereas a person that learns Torah when he's old, what's he compared to? To ink written on paper that had already, already things erased from it. The Rebbe says, seemingly, it's not understood. We understand the important Torah from the first half of the Mishnah about learning Torah when you're a child. This is encouraging the Yid, how important it is to learn child in his youth and not to delay to when he gets older. But what's the Mishnah coming along and telling us 
and warning us about a person learning Torah when he's old. Is the Mishnah trying to tell us that if a person didn't manage for whatever reason it is to learn Torah when he's young, and now he's old, should he give up chas v'shalom of ever being successful in learning Torah? Says the Rebbe, the explanation is, based on what we said before, we're not only speaking about physically in age, young and old. The message over here is, that a person learns Torah with bitul, he's making himself small like a child. In that way, you will have the Torah really become absorbed by you, like ink on a fresh piece of paper. But if the learning Torah is only with your chachmah and seichel, in other words, you're like an older person with seichel, etc., zokin tzachakana chachmah without the bitul, then the Torah, the real Torah, the Torah of Hashem, cannot be absorbed inside of you. So in other words, it's not coming to give up a person, uh, make a person give up hope. On the contrary, we're telling a person, even if you're older, the way you should be learning Torah is like a child. Then comes Mishnah Yutes. Says the Rebbe, the Mishnah says as follows, Shmuel HaKotan says, When your enemy falls, do not rejoice. When he stumbles, your heart shouldn't be gladdened. Penyira Hashem, in case Hashem will see this, of this will be bad in his eyes, and take the anger off that other person. And as we'll see, as the Mepharshim explained, as the Rebbe says over here also, it means chas v'shalom, the Ebesh's anger will go on to this person that's rejoicing. So, a very, very famous question says the Rebbe, what is Shmuel HaKotten actually telling us? What's the novel idea that he's telling us? This whole Mishnah, everything that Shmuel HaKotten, everything that he says, that whole verse, is actually a clear posik in Mishli. So the Machzer Vitri explains that the, the posuk is speaking about when it's the, the people are in a fight over worldly matters. That's what the posuk was referring to. Shmuel HaKatan is coming to tell us, and his chidush is, that this is true also when there's a fight between people in a matter of Torah. That means two Talmidi Chachamim that are fighting, that are arguing with, 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 themselves, with, with each other in Torah. And one of them is victorious over the other. So the person who is victorious has to know, when your enemy falls, don't rejoice. Don't rejoice because you were victorious. Says the Rebbe, this is similar to a famous tefillah that the Gemara says, that Rebbe Nechunya ben Akana would daven, before he went into base Medrash, started learn, start learning, that my friends shouldn't stumble in a matter of halacha, which should chaz v'shalom cause, that I should rejoice against their failure. Now, why is it, says the Rebbe, that there should be any difference that in the war of Torah we may think that it would be okay to, fight, to, be, to rejoice in for your enemy's downfall? And that's why Shmuel HaKotten has to come and say, even in Mulcham Tashal Torah you shouldn't rejoice. So the Rebbe explains, because the attitude over here could be that if a person was victorious over another person in a matter of Allah, he may feel, it's not my victory, this is a victory for Torah. It was clarified, a matter of Torah became clarified. So that's what I'm becoming very joyful over. It's not about myself, it's about the Torah being victorious. Says, If in truth, the emiss of Torah would matter to you, then you would never feel in that simcha that your enemy fell down. That you were victorious over him. All you would feel is a positive union. Ah, Baruch Hashem, a matter in Torah was clarified. That's point number one. Point number two, says the Rebbe. If in truth, you'd really be interested with an emiss, focused on just revealing Hashem's Chachmah, you wouldn't even necessarily think that the other person is your enemy in the sense that he's wrong, because we know there's a concept, Eilu ve'elu divri kim chaim. So yes, it's true that for practical halacha, you can never have according to both opinions. 
because practically you can only act according to one opinion. But both opinions are true, both opinions are true in Divrei Alikim Chaim. Therefore, says the Rebbe, even after the Psak Halacha, that you may have been right in the Psak Halacha, but the other opinion is still a matter of Torah. And therefore, you can never say about it that your enemy has fallen down. And since, says the Rebbe, you are feeling a joy and that your enemy has fallen down, that itself is a sign that there's a certain feeling over here of Didanotzach. Oh, I won. I was victorious over the other person. In other words, there's very much a feeling of self over here. And that's why Shmuel HaKotten comes along and tells us. And the Rebbe says, Shmuel HaKotten, why was he called Shmuel HaKotten? Because he was very humble, held himself very, very small. He teaches us that Limuda Torah must be with Bitul. So that you should never rejoice about another person's downfall in Yarim of Torah. All that you ma- should matter to you is just to try to find the MS of Torah itself. Says the Rebbe, but a person could come along and argue, yes, it's true that the other person's opinion might be true according to Torah as far as Elu Ve'elu Kim Chaim is concerned. And it's also part of Torah. But the person could argue and say, but that, that the other guy was trying to have his opinion be used in Halacha Lamaisa, in practical Halacha. And that's definitely a mistake. Because clearly, that's not the Halacha, and therefore, maybe that guy is the enemy. And he is, the enemy fell down, in other words, Baruch Hashem, that the other opinion wasn't accepted because it was against halacha. So why should we demand by this person that al he shouldn't rejoice, and he shouldn't even feel that his enemy had fallen down? The bottom line is, he made sure that an untruth shouldn't be accepted in halacha, and that should bring out a tremendous simcha by him. Says Shmuel Hanavi, and he brings the Pasuk. Continuation of the Pasuk. Pen yira Hashem, in case Hashem will see, what does this mean? Says the Rebbe. It's possible that the reason the other person did not manage to get the halacha right wasn't because there was something wrong or deficiency in that person's understanding in his seichel. But rather it could be that Hashem was upset with him for whatever reason. There was apoy, the heishiv of apoy. That means it was an anger that Hashem had with that person. And he, therefore he wasn't zoicha that the halacha should be like him. And therefore, never rejoice bin foyla yivcha from the fact that that person ended up being punished. And that through you, uh, punishment came from Hashem on the other person. The only simcha you could have is that a matter of halacha came out with its emmets. But never rejoicing that another person had a downfall. And Adar says that Rebbe, it's if, if this person is going to be happy when his enemy falls, it might happen, says the Rebbe. Now with this you're going to cause, as the Pasuk says, Penyira Hashem v'Rabbeinu v'Heishim v'Yolav Api, that the Eibishter's Chaz v'Sholem, Kavayochel, so to speak, going to take the anger of the other person, and it will end up on this person that's actually rejoicing. Says the Rebbe, by thinking about all of this, this will be poil, that not only don't you rejoice, when your enemy falls, but on the contrary, it will be fulfilled the exact opposite. That as the Gemara says, Einim Zazim Usham and two Tamidechachamim are fighting with each other, but in the proper way, then they don't move away from there until they become best friends with each other. And furthermore, as the Chazal say, in regards to Beis Hill and Beis Shammai, that they act in an extra, extra friendly ways with each other. As the Pasik says, that you should be loving, MS and peace.